Hey, hey, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to Sessions. This session is with the one, the only, Sorella Moore. Can't wait to dive in. Can't wait for you guys to learn more, share more, and just be with us. We're so genuine. She dropped by, and we just recorded a podcast, kind of how our relationship is. She is a powerhouse, amazing human being, and I can't wait for you guys to listen in. So enjoy. Tell me what you think. Share on social media platforms because you know sharing is caring. The love needs to be spread. All right, guys. Enjoy. And we're live here, Sorel. Good to have you. Welcome to my house. Oh, thank you. I love your house. One of the best places in all of Iceland. Yeah, I think I would say the world, but yeah, I'll take Iceland. Iceland, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Just before I pressed record, you said I'm human. Yeah. Yeah, you sure are human. I think that's my favorite quality about you. You're so openly human. I am? Yeah, to how I perceive you, you know. Because wow. it's, it's hard to know how people perceive you, I guess, because I'm just myself and I don't know any other way. Right. And, uh, and I, well, I'm lucky that I have conversations with so many people that are also human. Yeah, like other humans? Yeah, <laughs> that everybody's quite open and I and I. D- I don't know what it's like to not have that. Yeah, right. Like I ran into Danny the other day and straight away he was like, oh, I just like having conversations with you much more than anyone else Mm. or most people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I haven't seen you for four years. Right, right, right. (laughs) Like how do you know what kind of conversations I like? But I guess we hold a certain vibration, maybe. Oh, no, for sure. Is is it a maybe? I don't know. Are are we actually that different? And I'm going to use your answer. I don't know. (laughs) But I think we're all very different, but we're all, I mean, I like, di- I don't like the word different, but I like unique, mm. but I think we're all the same, like in the, the core being of fundamental, we're just one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're just one. If you're looking at it at the large format scale, but mm-hmm. then also if you're looking at it as we are all the same because we all kind of want to be loved and accepted for who we are. Right. Like bottom line, no matter what you believe, don't believe you just want to be heard and understood. And love. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. So I guess that's really how we are all the same because we want the same things. Right. And is that kind of maybe when we when we talk to somebody and we vibe with them, like, mm. you know, is it that we're like, we feel right away that we're talking to their their humanness, not mm. like a, a box that they're coming from or we're being put into or something like that? I'm just so I I don't have conversations that are not like this. So I don't know if they actually exist. Right. I don't I Do you have conversations outside of this? I try uh, this is my first conversation, so I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I've never talked to another human, so I'm kind of coming from that place of like, well, I guess everybody's just open and free and just superhuman and and just, you know, that's what humans are like. Uh no, but yeah, sure. I have a lot of communication with people in different levels and I think you know, I think that what what's what I'm most happy with where I'm at right now is I can talk about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not hiding anything, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel I have a pretty good grasp of both like what I'm good at and what I'm bad at. And mm-hmm. I'm shy about neither. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm kind of the same. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but I was going to say something. Yeah, I don't have, I, I sometimes wonder as well if I'm too open or too honest and I think I should reel it back, but I don't know what it like reality feels like when you're not 
But I also don't know if I'm fully transparent. But like in what Who situation? Knows? Like if you'd give an example where you're like, uh, oh, I'm too honest here. Well, YouTube, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm giving so much of myself away, but it just feels so normal and so so easy that I don't feel like I should try to hold back anything because like, mm. what's the point? <laughs> but that's authenticity, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. But do you think you, you feel like you've always been just as authentic in like your whole journey with that, like expressing yourself on social media? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, from the start. I mean, I, I just, I've been going through a weird transi- transition now that I don't necessarily know what's going on and who I am. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm sharing that as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I, I, genu- I genuinely do not know what's going on inside of me right now. <laughs> it's so weird. I love it. I love those transitions. They're fucking confusing as hell, but I love them. They're so confusing. Yeah. Because you surprise yourself. Mm-hmm. And you think you should know how to act, but you have no idea how to act because you don't know this person that's living inside of your body. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, right. But you still know so much, you know, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know a lot, but there's like a new level of, you know, so I'm like, oh, what do I really want here? What do I really need here? How, like, mm. how am I expanding? Not like, oh, I don't think I know myself at all. Or is that where you're coming from? Like, uh, you don't. I kind of, because it's, okay, so I'm transitioning from my interests completely. Uh, I dropped travel, which was more or less the biggest label that I had on myself was a traveler. Mm -hmm. That's gone. Um, I am living in a foreign country, which I'm finally starting to try to understand. I've been here on and off for five years, but I was also away for such a long time. It's been five years? Yeah. Yeah. I met you five years ago. Oh, my God. No, almost. It's like four and a half. Yeah, no, 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 no. When in was October, it? It was in October. So it's next month. It'll be, um, have known you now for five years. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I remember I was like, who the fuck is this backpacker chick that I have to pick up? And then I go out this <laughs> cafe, Bablu, and you come out and like, all right. And then we just chatted like the whole way. And we <laughs> went to the spirit farm and we did a sweat. And you're like, can I join? And I was like. Hell yeah, you can join. That's why we do it. And, you know, I've just known you ever since. It's been so much fun. It's pretty wild. I mean, just from, like, my perspective of, like, being on the other side and just, like, seeing you blossom in so many ways is being a privilege, you know. And also being able to be, you know, a part of it. Not just looking at it from the outside, but, like, actually being, like, really great friends and talking just about everything and anything and everything that we go through and what life throws our ways and stuff Mm -hmm. and like you also having like you even being registered in my house even for a long time you know and 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 you know just like having you know just a beautiful existence from and that's what i'm saying like it looks looks from outside because something you can see from the outside can be one thing Mm -hmm. but i also know you a little bit from the inside Mm -hmm. although you're getting to know yourself on other levels too (laughs) you know and just seeing just you know i think I think what's beautiful if anybody's listening that is seeing from, you know, that's so looking at you from the social media point and was like, is this chick for real? Like, fuck, yeah. Like, that's some authentic living through social media goosebumps, you know, because that takes courage. Oh, well, thank you. You're like, I'm a pretty open guy, but like doing it like even on a podcast is like it's it's hard. You know, it's, you know, like you have to really you know find your voice so it's probably like i can't even imagine the journey 
Yeah, but it's also weird because you shift and mold online. So what was authentic to me back then is not a thing authentic now. So it's mm. it's weaving and changing, and it's it's weird that you have the whole backlog of information and, and content out there from you before you were like me now it's such a different thing but i think that's really everyone that is on social media for long enough I, mine's only been four years mm -hmm. so it's not the longest time but i also had previous businesses and i was putting myself out there a little bit um yeah and the, i can't even imagine people that have had 10 years or 20 years worth of being in the public right eye. so they're strange Sure, yeah. yeah like you're you're fully authentic and i'm so excited that you're doing this podcast <laughs> yeah it's so fun like i'm like i feel like i'm getting like some kind of fucking megatron wings i'm like oh my god this is so much fun i like i can't wait to like edit and make an intro and oh, just like yeah. i'm so like it's so exciting and i was saying to uh frank when frank was here on the podcast afterwards i was like Frank, I feel like I'm like connecting to Sorel on another level. I'm like, oh my God, I think she would be so proud of me right now. When I was like doing the intro for Frank's podcast, I did like yeah. 25 takes just for the intro and then use five <laughs> bits. And I'm like, yeah, I'll mash that together. I was like owning it, you know, I mean, it's not perfect, but like it was so much, it was so much fun, you know. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so cool. So I, I want to acknowledge you for being such a great role, role model you know, in just being authentic online. Because I think, like, if you think about that social media platform in mm. general, mm -hmm. like, uh, how hard it is to find authenticity also on a, gr like, I think there's plenty of authenticity out there. Mm. But I just think, like, an authenticity uh, or authentic person in, 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 um, on a grand scale, mm. like what you would call a powerhouse. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people putting stuff out there, but they, like, get 100 views and it's very authentic. Mm -hmm. But it's maybe not, it's not getting the same, you know, following or resonating as much. It's kind of strange though, isn't it? That the more, hmm, that when you're small, you're willing to be as authentic and then the more that people grow or whatever is popular isn't as authentic. Like I'm looking at some of the biggest YouTubers out there and they are like, yes, they're authentic, but they're, they're hovering at the top. Like they're not going at all skin deep. And mm. it's, and also it's, it's, it's interesting because, I think when you do share authenticity and your points of view, a lot of people don't like it and they run away. They don't actually want it. Mm. It's uncomfortable for them. But I like I don't know any other way anymore. Right. So that that there's that like with having an opinion, with being vulnerable, with being open. Not not everybody's ready for that. A lot of people don't want that. Mm. They just want to chill at the surface. Right, and also like you, this I don't know, like it's become kind of, maybe kind of like a like this is as much as I have to do to maintain something that you yeah. created or something. Yeah. But uh, how I've seen you as a person, it's just like, if you get bored, you need to adapt. You need to make yeah. something new to keep you interested. Which is happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> as we both know. Yeah. And I, I What's happening? I remember when you came over, I remember we were, we were <clears throat> prepping that sweat and you, we went on that, that wood run and, <laughs> and you're like, I'm so bored. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that means some big shit's coming. <laughs> like whatever that is. Sounds like it's here. Like Sounds you know, like sounds, sounds like, like it's here or something oh. like, you know, grander or whatever that may be. Yeah, I just wanna know what that thing will be, whatever I mold into. It's fun because I'm loving being myself. Like I feel more just chill and like on a personality personality level, I feel so cool and so awesome and so myself. And oh, nice. so just, oh, I love it. I don't know. I can just, 
have conversations with anyone and everything. I just, I'm, I'm, I feel very confident in myself, but, and that's it. I think that's the biggest shifts that are happening right now as internal. It's not career focused, which was, has been my entire life, mm. which is uh, interesting. Why, why would you think like, I was, but I think that's the most interesting thing in general is like, that's why I called it the human experience. This podcast is like, we're all going through this thing mm-hmm. and what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> you know, like, I, uh, do you know? Uh, I don't know. Like, okay. Then, no. we, then we like talk about it and discuss it and like, oh, oh, you're going through this. Well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I went through this once. Oh, oh, well, really? Like, you know, and now like this is all going on and then we're sharing it. And that's why I think like authenticity is so fucking crucial, mm-hmm. you know, in it. Uh, but I get like, that that's scary though to a lot of people yeah you know what i mean it's really uncomfortable yeah i mean i just like just talking from my own self i remember like i came i didn't start to come out of my shell until i was 29 Mm -hmm. like i was trying to fit into like all sorts of shapes and boxes Mm. and like it was like triangles and circles and (laughs) octagons and squares (laughs) and rectangles and you know what not you know mm-hmm. and then i i literally had to lose my mind wow i had to lose like i thought like like and this is come to the left field but like i literally was in rehab eight years ago to the day like october 4th this upcoming october 4th uh, and there was this one like like uh what do you call the buttons that you like stick to your like chest you can put uh. like a like um like a seal oh, button or something like they'll have slogans on it or like like a band's name on it or like whatever a badge-y thing? like a badge yeah there was like a badge yeah but it was like huge it was like you know like it could fit into both of my my palms mm-hmm. and it said one thing i missed the most is my mind and i sat across from it in rehab every day uh before noon afternoon uh for for six weeks and i looked at it and i was like both I was like, yeah, I miss having like control of my thoughts, mm-hmm. but also like, what mind did I have to begin with? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I got to like grow a complete new thing, you know, my whole human experience. And ultimately, I never tried again to fit into any boxes wow. or any shapes. How crazy is that? Wow. It's crazy. I'm like, I literally had to lose my mind, like lose it, lose it. And because I, I had such a strong, like, like my father's a really strong role model, mm-hmm. you know, and he's very like, like and enforcing, mm-hmm. you know, so he's like, it's like this, life's like that, do this and do that, and, you know, and he's a great role model and I really appreciate him and he's given me a lot, you know, but then that ultimately when I was trying to like fit into that, I never got to know who I am, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, no, become a banker or become this or whatever. Right. So, like, I had a really different, like, authenticity trail mm-hmm. to your authenticity trail. Now I'm questioning whether I was authentic or not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, but it's a journey. Yeah, it is. A, it's definitely, you don't wake up and you're just like, whoa, here I am authentic. I, well, some people may be, but actually, I don't know if they do. Yeah, but because... I was authentically trying to be a, a square. Yeah, or yeah, a yeah, rectangle yeah. Okay, or whatever. I mean. Like I was authentically trying to be that. But you just didn't realize that you <clears throat> actually had these invisible walls that were around you. Right. So uh, that so when you lost your mind, you you allowed yourself to be everything. 
no yeah, labels. Like, I, yeah, like I had no choice because like I'd lost my mind, but you know <laughs> what I mean? So it's like I was starting from like, hmm, wait, like what the fuck do I think about this thing? And then I'd be like, uh-huh. and I'd be like, oh my God, I did that. I don't want to do that again, <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know, like, and it changed everything like from like how I, you know, you talk to people to mm-hmm. how I date or like how, what I chose to do for work mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And, and, and it was just, so I'm just so interested. And then it's so interesting to see, cause I know how friendship is so, based it's based on authenticity mm-hmm. but that we have such a different trail to it mm. you know what i mean and then i look because then it makes me look at it from a trail of like wow i i literally kind of had to suffocate from my unauthentic authentic approach to trying to be something i'm not wow and then that's why i honor you for you've been really really you know you are you you're one of those people i say it like because like a lot of I know a lot of people that know you, and, you know, and and uh, friends talk about friends. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And 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 almost like one thing about Sorel is she's got a lot of structure in like in the in the sense of she knows how she wants to do things. Really? Like you kick ass at when you when you do something. Like you dive into it. You will be ruthless to the point of like putting yourself out there and going through the emotions mm. and i adore it because i'm kind of like a like a wait there's an emotion let me look at this here what could this be coming from you know or something well you're like you feel it and you sense it you express it and you let us be a part of it mm. you know and it's such a fascinating beautiful viewpoint to be able to have a friend like that that you can watch even online you know what i mean I'm so confused by these things that people tell me about myself. I'm like, really? <laughs> Wait, just okay. I have two two thoughts. I'll forget one of them. But the first one that I have that I forgot. Wait, it's coming. Mm. God damn it. You were talking about authenticity? I was. Talking. Oh no. I think okay, so I think it's almost like with authenticity though, you're also unraveling certain boxes bit by bit as you get older Mm -hmm. so i'm now unraveling still a few i think that's i think it might be a a long process so i i think i was authentic as as i was but i but i do think shifting and molding is part of that because you realize that you were stuck in some boxes in in a certain area of life Mm. like I, i identified so strongly with being like anti-consumerism, minimalist, anti-fashion, anti-sensuality, anti-feminine energy. That was my label that I put myself in because of my upbringing, let's say. And I forced that upon myself. And now I'm like, wait, that's not my label anymore. Mm. So it's like shifting out of that and being like, no, I don't I don't want that anymore. Mm. So, I mean, yeah. So I think authenticity is, obviously it can change as you learn more about yourself and catch your own bullshit. Right. But then you need to catch your own bullshit. You mm. need to have somebody or people in your life that kind of like mirror that, mm-hmm. right? To catch a bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> like if you're like, you know, like if you've got a lot of people like yaysayers always around. Yeah. You know. That's true. Do I come across as a really straightforward, very kind of structured person? I don't think that you come across as a structured person okay. for first. I think it's uh, what I I personally see as it's like 
you have a certain structure about how you do things, mm-hmm. right? Like your lifestyle looks really kind of like, like it looks very like nomadic, outside the box mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. But coming from the place of like, I've built my life like that as well, just not on social media, mm-hmm. like on the, on the scale that you have. And it's just, it, that takes so much structure. It takes so much, no, I will sacrifice this yeah, for that. Yeah, that's true. And for people to understand, like when you look at somebody who's like reached a certain level, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what levels can be reached, is that takes so much dedication mm-hmm. and to have that like it's not enough just to have dedication because mm-hmm. you then have to have the structure yeah to be able to know when is a no i can't do this i have to do that like always like putting out content on a certain time yeah and like responding and being responsive like i'll see a lot of people like like have like 200k on on instagram and post a picture and they won't reply ever yeah yeah that's true yeah, they're just social media rookies. Oh, <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but it's, but it's, but it's also just, but that's a structure that somebody has that has mm-hmm. a dedication mm-hmm. to their craft. And I think that's what, you know, because I remember when we met, like you, 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 you hadn't become what you are today mm-hmm. on, on social media platforms. But I had you, a thousand followers. That's to, all I had. R- right. <laughs> you know, like wh- when we met. Now, now I have no idea what it is. You know, <laughs> and I, I know it's a lot. And um, and what I'm saying is like, you still had the same structure, the yeah. same dedication. I still remember the day when uh, it was at the spirit farm, and I think it was we were in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and I don't even know why I remember this. You know what I mean? And you're like, I just applied for the the best job and and the and the planet or whatever wow. it was called, and and like. You know, and you, I remember you the days before, just like working so, like you, yeah. like or the day before. I think you had like twenty four hours or something yeah, before that yeah. application, and you were like, "I gotta do that." I gotta, and you were like, "You worked your ass off, even though it was just twenty four hours. But yeah. You worked your ass off for that, and you saw that opportunity for what it was, and then you got accepted." And I was like, "Damn, girl, you know." That was huge, man. That was a life changing point. Yeah, life grants you these beautiful openings. But you just have to fucking work your ass off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're interesting, those those moments. Hard work meets opportunity equals good luck. Right. But I'm so grateful for our friendship. Like, okay. I am so grateful for our friendship. If it wasn't for you in Iceland, it would be so much harder. Mm-hmm. It'd be so much harder because, I don't know, you just get me. It's such a nice bond. It makes me so happy. I tell people, and I, I, I've never even told you that I'm like... Yeah, David's one of my besties. Oh, <laughs> baby, I know, I know. You one of mine too. So, like, I know. Takes one to know one. <laughs> it's just, it's just. I feel so comfortable and safe. It's so, and I think you've taught me so much about friendship. About like, I enter your house and I feel at home, hmm. and that's such a nice feeling. Like, I know where your cups are, and I'll get my water if I want. I'll, I like, I don't have to ask, and I, I don't like when people come to my house and they're like. Could I have a glass of water? I'm like, you've been here 20 times. Get your glass of water. Right, right. <laughs> like, I just love when people feel very comfortable. But I guess it's something that you've instilled in your environment. Like, it's very homey. And I don't know if you do this with everyone, but I just feel so at home here. No, like, I I do it with those who I want. Yeah. Of course. I approach all human beings with the same approach of, like, you're a human. Mm-hmm. I'm a human. That in in turn I care, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But 
I want to have it that my friends mm-hmm. know that I that I care for them. Mm. Like on, I care for them not like that they do well. Mm-hmm. I care for them mostly that they're okay. Yeah, and that's so huge. You know what I mean? Like we've had a little plenty of moments <laughs> where it's like, like not hey, okay. <laughs> yeah, or or just like just the check in. Yeah, like how you do it. Like I remember. I don't remember exactly the time. I remember you were living out in California and you were living in the house with like all the all the bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like and you were you were talking about like and eight, it, eight YouTube eight YouTubers and creators. It was huge. Yeah, right. Yeah. And which is awesome. Mm. You know, and you were like, I'm gonna get a van, I'm gonna get this kind of stuff and, and we're talking and you kinda of threw this it, I just felt like you were throwing a little bit of like a like I don't know what it was, like mm-hmm. a little like like a line out there, you know, and I was like, I think you should just set up base here. You can always go to California and you can always go to Australia and you can have an apartment there or like, mm-hmm. you know, be, live with those eight people still. But you need a base. Mm-hmm. You need something that's home. Hey, were you the one that gave me this idea to move back to Iceland? No, I'm not saying that. Is that what happened? I'm not saying that. Because <laughs> you have a nice way of just suggesting things in a very, <laughs> like, very convincing manner. Did you convince me to come back to Iceland? I said you huh? needed a base, whether it be the you US or here. You did say that. I did say that. Holy I'm sorry. Shit. I didn't mean to you, for you to move to Iceland. That was, like, not the point. But, wow. You know, you know, but I was saying, like, you need a base. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Now I remember you were so, you were like, you need home you need a base because i was starting to struggle at the end of this whole crazy travel time of two and a half years of traveling and yeah i think i did put out a little lifeline like help me <laughs> i'm drowning and you were like how about the base yeah wow. but i was like i wasn't saying that you should I, like i said like iceland is a perfect place for a base because i have a base here mm-hmm. and that's like where i come from with mm-hmm. it but my idea was like a base is something that you fundamentally need to take care of yourself and you can grow from there. And like now we're talking about like seven, eight, nine months later. Yeah. And now you're transitioning into going into the deepest depths of your soul that you've yeah. ever gone. That is because you have a motherfucking base wow, yeah. that takes care of you and takes care of your partner, Leon. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys have your own space. Yep. That was the idea that I planted. <laughs> and we were just discussing. I didn't mean for you. And that's what I'm saying. That's your structure. Yeah. You're like. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I see you. I identify with needing it. Mm-hmm. And then you go do it. Yeah. You don't, you know, you just came here and mm-hmm. then you were like, all right, like what? Are, and I was like, you know, you go to talk to this one to set up a company and then you go to set, this is mm-hmm. going to be your lawyer now. This is going to be your, like, you know, like this is going to be your accountant mm-hmm. and this is going to be then you have a setup and then you can, you know, and it's nice. Yeah. You know, and, and, and. But yeah, it's fucking life changing. I think so. That, sometimes it's so weird that these like one or two discussions can change your entire trajectory of your life because you, you very well could have planted the seed. And also Leon and I both realized when we were in, in LA living a, amongst uh, a concrete jungle that if the world shut down, we were thinking this in November last year, mm. if the whole world shut down and there was like no food, for example, that was available anymore. I know it was very extreme, but we just felt so disconnected from being human. Mm-hmm. That one day we just we were just like we need to go, and we thought we were, we were going to come back to <laughs> LA three months later, but we bought the house and um, and it's just been the most I have never experienced this much um, internal work that I've done because the base allowed that, and yeah, I'm not doing these grand huge travelly things, but I even said that in my video that I released yesterday. 
I think travel is really good for a lot of things, but it's definitely not good for internal work because you don't have the capacity to consider that. Like going deep in and being like, hey, what are my childhood patterns that I have to change? Mm. <laughs> and it's like, well, fuck, I got to now I'm, I'm faced with this. Let's let's look at what's going on and try to break some of these things that are not serving me anymore. Fuck yeah. I, I also, is that, oh my God. That, and that's, that's it's so freaking important. I was like, and, and it's like, because the subtle things are the ones that we don't pick up on when we're thinking about like things of what is good for me mm-hmm. or like what's good for my life. It's like just the subtle importance of seeing a dirty pair of underwear in the wrong place and having that space to do it because be like, <laughs> why am I a human being that does that? You know, and you know what I mean? Like, but when you're always traveling and it's like new and you're like, you, know, yeah. you don't have that space to be just like being bored. What's that? You're just like new, 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 grow, 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 grow. Or just like this heart or whatever it may be. Uh, but once you have that space to be like, I'm going to go buy a plant. Mm, yeah. I got literally bought this house three years ago. And before that, I'd never owned like a place of my own. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and now, or now it's four years ago. And it's just like the best. I can't, that's why this house has this vibe. Mm-hmm. It's because it's my nest. Yeah. But that's where my 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 birds come in to to settle, you know. <laughs> but I also struggle with this, with this conflict, internal conflict, when it comes to having a solid base. Hmm. One, because it is really challenging me right now because I am used to traveling so much, which is a dopamine hit after dopamine hit because everything is fresh and new and all your friends, and that's what travel does. It gives you newness in everyday life there's no such thing as boredom as you said but then i think about it it's way more expensive to live on one spot like to own a house and have possessions having lived out of a suitcase it's so much more affordable i'm not saying that this is like a thing that i would change because i'm in a good financial spot so i i'm happy there but that's just the shock of how much it costs to live in one spot. <laughs> it's mm. huge. And then second, I am like, I know where humans come from being hunter gatherers mm-hmm. and a background of moving around a lot. So that's why I, I, I felt like travel. I identified with that so strongly because I knew that this was, I almost feel like settling in one spot is counterintuitive to what humans naturally do, which is move around a lot. Mm. So that's something that I'm not, I'm not even certain if a, a base around the world, one one single base is the right answer for me. No, I completely agree. I've, I've been working on it now and I'm still working on it to have a three base setup. Yeah. I had a three base setup and it actually sucked. <laughs> yeah. No, but for me, like I'm thinking like, because now, now I have a son, yeah. you know, in Argentina. Mm-hmm. So having something like south of the equator is not a bad idea. I mean, it's not a bad idea It's at not all. a bad idea. And it's like starting to, it's like, spring now yeah you know so and now it's coming into like darkness yeah i know darkness is coming don't because you're going soon and it's gonna be nice and warm and i'm gonna be here in iceland it's gonna be cold don't worry about it i'll post on social media (laughs) yay (laughs) hope you're really authentic (laughs) hey sabelle i'm having a great time over here getting a tan (laughs) thanks for asking (laughs) (laughs) no but it's um no but i so i that's the weird thing again i uh always wanted a three base life and I did have that, and it was a pain in the ass. But what was your what was your three base setup? Australia, 
uh, LA and Iceland. No, but what was the base? Oh, there was no base. What do you mean? Like, a, what the? Because I'm most... talking about owning. Like, that. There's nobody in my house oh. owning a property. We already own a house in Argentina. Right. So there's like my clothes are there in the closet. I walk uh... in and my slippers are there. My toothbrush is there. Like you know, I my, did, my I, repellent is there, you know. No, I, I I had that as well. So I had that. I mm-hmm. had my Sydney house set up. I had um my stuff in LA because we had a room there. Leon was mm-hmm. living there while I was in Sydney. And then we had Iceland sort of ooh, on and off. Like we didn't have it set up. To be right. So, so, okay, let's go to, to okay, set up. Okay. And, but now I still, so recently I finally got my boxes from LA because my ex-housemates ship stuff over from LA. And I still have a whole shit ton of things in Australia. And what it has done to my brain is that it's it's split it up. And now I'm like, oh, shit, that thing I need, it's over there. In Australia? Yeah. That's a bit far away. <laughs> I, and now with the world <laughs> shut down, I can't go to Australia. So, yeah. Seems great to be in Australia right now. <clears throat> Say great or crazy? I said great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seems like such a good place. Seems like a lot of fun. I thought it was like you're allowed to go outside for an hour a day or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It sounds great. sounds like yeah, sounds like sounds like a great fit for you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. I would go insane. I feel so bad for people in in Melbourne. One hour a day outside, like no. no I'd be I, moving my ass as soon as I could. It's scary. It's scary. Like it's and it's so different depending on each country too. Oh it's you know? yeah. Yeah. And I mean think God for Iceland. Like, I just, and and honestly, I mean, I think I've made it my point pretty clear. Thank God for Sweden and Iceland. I just, mm-hmm. I really appreciate, I know that um, Iceland has had it way more hard hit because of the, not with the virus, but more so the loss of income mm-hmm. for so many people. That yeah. is horrible. But I'm just so thankful that movement hasn't been restricted. And I know I'm going to get attacked for that, but I just, mm-hmm. I, to, to be confined like that, yes, take responsibility, but also allowing freedom. And there's so much space here to move around and go into nature and see things. I can't even imagine being stuck in a concrete jungle no. and not being able to leave. God damn. No, it's like like Lola and Nathan and Leon and not Argentina. They're 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 not leaving that town in the next month. That's why it's scary for me. Like maybe right. I'll be able to go in October. Mm-hmm. And like I've been waiting to see my son i've never met him you know what i mean and i can't wait to go and i will go as soon as i can but at the same time i'm super scared because i know i'm going into like extreme lockdown conditions there's like two countries in the world that have like similar restrictions it's australia and argentina no it's like you know they, they they closed within 24 hours from when trump said that they would close in a week and they closed at midnight and it's been closed since nobody's been able to come in or out. Wow. Okay. You know, and, yeah, I mean that's Australia, same as Australia. Yeah, and it's in and 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 they all don't even have public transport inside the country yet. Oh, whoa. that's seven months. You know, like you can't go from Buenos Aires to Cordoba, which is like an eight-hour drive. You can't do it. You have to get or you have to get a permit so that you're allowed to drive from Cordoba to Buenos Aires. And that you are like literally just going directly to the airport. Whoa! And then you have to be a foreigner. You you would have to be essentially, let's say, me on my standing to and have a permit from my you know embassy telling me that I'm going home, and then I'd have to get it from every single state. Oh my god! To be able to leave the country. Wow! And going into that from like in Iceland, I remember like after three weeks of, you know, us being in quarantine, you know, and being like, you know, even regardless of our opinion of COVID, mm-hmm. you know, you also want to just like, you know, also 
take care. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the first day when we we were all like quarantined for three three weeks mm-hmm. and we're creating our own bubble of like you know those who don't have yeah you know and and Conrad your brother was staying here with me because he was helping me with the sweat lodge and you know did an amazing work and and um, then we had a play date. Mm-hmm. That was so fun. That was so fucking fun. Oh, and you and God. you and Leon came over and we made like a mini, you know, YouTube movie out of it. And I was like, oh. went surfing. That was one of the freest. I've never. I don't think. I, like, what? How do? You, how can you? That freedom. It felt. It was one of the most beautiful feelings, and it was wild because, like, we decided to quarantine. I don't think it was. It wasn't mandatory. No, it wasn't. But we chose to self isolate because we didn't know what the hell was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we, we hadn't really been outside at all. We hadn't seen anything and just to, to connect with other humans was such a nice feeling and I'm, I'm looking forward and it will happen <laughs> that the whole world will experience the freedom again. Mm-hmm. I've seen it like on my friends, like, cause it's pretty been, it's been tough in like South America mm. and I've seen on my friends, you know, like I've talked to some friends down in Peru and stuff like that, that it's getting a lot more lenient and people are like going up. But the thing is what happens when you're taking out of something for so long. Yeah. You're not as much seeking to go like explore, you know, Mm -hmm. like you've kind of been, you're so used to just going back to your house. That's so true. Because it it will, it will, I think about the after effect of how much this is going to change people forever. Mm-hmm. like we are humanity is not going to be the same after this point because of, this is like this is going to be trauma that people are going to have to unpack wow for sure so much fucking trauma I, I think it's just and and just a restructuring of everything like mm-hmm. i think a lot of people are asking themselves a lot of questions you know and that's yeah. why i'm putting my voice out there right now yeah. i'm like I'm like this is a time for people to like be able to you know get a lot more out of themselves mm-hmm. because you can like I, I've, I've had to completely restructure everything in my life. I owned a tour agency. Yeah. That's like you know, like I don't know what that could be compared to. You know, like because it's, it's a dead industry, you, and it will be for like two years. And yeah. you know, I created two new companies. Now I have this podcast, built a new sweat lodge. Kind of still in the you know renovating of my house, but it's you know, looking good. Though. You did so much. You smashed quarantine. You smashed this life period. You did so good, especially like I wasn't yet aware of exactly what was going on in the world and you were already like done with the tour agency let's build something else you were you just you just your eye what you were saying about me just before like how determined and the structures you knew what you needed to do to survive this thing yeah. you knew you were in the wrong industry and, and it's gonna go to shit you just knew and you worked so hard to get out of it and figure out a different way that was that was actually mesmerizing mesmerizing you weren't sitting you weren't waiting for anything you weren't waiting maybe it'll get better you were just like, no, got to do it now. Yeah, I, t- I took those three weeks of microdosing shrooms and not watching Netflix. And then <laughs> then I went out and I was like, I know what I got to do. And, yeah. you know, and, and and I really, I thank you for acknowledging that. I have not looked back. I'm still there. Mm. I'm still like, you know, there's a lot of work to do. Like, because now I, I've been working towards the point to look where I'm coming from. I'm looking towards the point like now I'm going to Argentina. I might get stuck for six months. How yeah. can I survive? Without any income for six months. Yeah. So I've been able to, I have to come from having almost a bankrupt company from tourism and no, and all the overhead into creating two new companies, having a son, renovating my house, building a sweat lodge, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, and even going and getting a personal trainer, you know, and like, you know, like. You have smashed it. I think I did. Okay. Well, then there's me. I have legitimately done nothing but paperwork and that's it. <laughs> Hell no. You created a 
ton of content. No, I haven't. Like, I have done so little this year. And that's the thing. I've done the opposite approach to you. So <laughs> what I just wanted to highlight for people that are like, oh, I didn't do anything this year. Because I think lots of people acted differently in quarantine as well. Some were just like, fuck it. <laughs> and yeah. I give up. And some, like yourself, just went full bolt. And that was just fascinating to watch. I still feel like I didn't do a lot. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. But, but I think I like, that's our personalities, though. That's the personality. I because get Because no matter what, I feel like no matter what we do, the two of us, we will never be satisfied. No, like I wake up in the morning and I still have like a book with like, I, I have like eight things that I got to do. Mm. Like, and it's, and it's not like I'm creating a problem. I know that I, like I could do without it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, these are eight things that are not going to be solved today. Mm-hmm. There are things that have 12 to 20 different details that will create two to three different details mm-hmm. in creating. Yeah. Like I'm creating a biodegradable hemp manufacturing company. Yep. You know, so that's a five to 10 year legacy mm-hmm. company. That's not like something that I'll just flip and like, oh yeah, I got plastic from hemp. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's like so many different, you know, so it's interesting. I, I just like to keep active too. I, I might have a touch of ADHD. <laughs> yes. I hear that a lot in this country. And I, I it almost makes me question if I have ADHD as well. <laughs> because I, I don't see you with ADHD at all. Like I, the And the amount of people that tell me that they have ADHD, I'm like, I, I, I don't see it. So maybe it's something, in, obviously it's something internal, but I don't, like your focus is insane when you want it to be in the areas of life that you're intrigued by. Right. But I'm going to give you an example. Ready. Okay. So I can walk into any fucking where mm-hmm. and I can get my project open and just like people are like, that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, take that land. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just take it. Build something. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you know, but then they're like, send me an email with the details. And then I go and I have this whole thing. But that email with the details, mm-hmm. which to many people is like basic. You sit down and write these three lines mm-hmm. and all that. That can take me three weeks. Okay, so I have ADHD then. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not going to label myself. I don't like labels, but I cannot write the emails. I have so many things I need to get back to, like deals galore. Hey, Sorel, we want to work with you. I'm like, later. And it's been three weeks. (laughs) Yeah, And and, and that's that's the the thing that like kind of, I would say, frustrates me the most. Mm. But I really appreciate my like... Because we're all just agreeing, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're agreeing that ADHD is just a term for what we're describing, Mm -hmm. which is an attention and, you know, like hyperactivity kind of thing. Like I wouldn't be able to do all the things that I do if I wasn't hyperactive, if I didn't have that excessive energy. But before I lost my mind, Mm -hmm. it was completely ruining my life because I had so much energy, but I had nothing that I wanted to do. Like I had no passion for anything. Right. So it was just completely in my way. Wow. You know, so every week I'd have something new and that's right. what they're going to do. And everybody be like, oh. oh, you know, like, uh, like that guy, he's always something new with that guy. Oh my you know God. what I mean? So let's say, I think we're thinking what I'm thinking, but I'm not going to say it. But anyways, it can get in your way a lot. And then. Are you talking about someone that I know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I was yeah, going to yeah. say that. God yeah. damn. Yeah. So. And then that gets in your way because it eats away at your, like, uh, self-image. Oh, so. my fucking God. A thousand percent. Is that what it is? So, is that ADHD or is that being potentially having extremely low self-esteem? No. So, okay. self, so the low self-esteem can come from the ADHD. 
because and then we can Fuck. go into like where self-esteem comes from is also because it comes from maybe something else that you already had self-esteem like let's say like you come from a violent background or something traumatic like a traumatic background let's just say that let's say you come from a traumatic background and then you already have so low self-esteem and then you know that you're very capable because you're a smart person and you understand things very fast right and then you're like oh i stand fast i understand fast but why can't i seem to do the things that i know that are simple and you keep on saying like that's easy like that's easy like that's easy because you know it's easy to you but the actual uh manufacturing that into a reality is what becomes difficult because follow through is really difficult fuck man right that's so hard i don't have adhd now that no but that you could but i know someone that has it we both know the person but okay did this person you can decide if we want to talk about this did micro dosing mushrooms help it can help like i like for me personally i become a lot more chill in like just my body system mm-hmm. what do you call it like my limb limb lymphatic no no like the nervous my nervous system yeah right what is the lymph limb lymphatic it's draining like stuff i don't really know <laughs> lymph nodes yeah it's right. got the lymph moving on moving on <laughs> okay no but in in my 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 nervous system i can just like feel it in like my energy level mm-hmm. right when I microdose or like let's say a little bit more than a microdose. Okay. Uh like but not like tripping. Yeah, no, no, but no. Just no. like having a little bit more where I can feel that they're there. Like microdosing you don't really you don't feel it. You don't feel anything. But I but I'm asking because I mean lots of people are choosing to go to microdosing mushrooms, which are natural versus Ritalin, which mm-hmm. is um pharmaceutical. I've tried I've tried Ritalin Ritalin and Concerta it's called one. Okay and i was way too much for me yeah and like and this is like many years ago like 10 years ago when mm-hmm. i tried it mm-hmm. i tried it for maybe a year i like on off right and it was really difficult in the sense of like um i got so much space and time right that like, i didn't then feel like doing anything Right, you so know, it does way too much stuff. Yeah, but that can also just be like dosaging okay. and stuff like that. So like when I look back at it, I'm like, well, if I would have had the self-esteem to say, I think this is too big a, a dose, uh-huh. not like a doctor said I should take this and I take it. Right. And that's a self-esteem like thing where I'd be like, I think this is too much for me. I didn't even have that voice, you know, yeah, it's just, okay. I was just too not not strong enough. And at, at, at that point or not strong enough I wouldn't say that I w- wasn't aware enough of who I was I wasn't mm. in my authenticity so I was just looking for some answers from, <sighs> from anybody you know what I mean God because I just I just see I, I mean now I can completely relate to someone because of the pain that they go through they want so much to create something but they have nothing that they're passionate about and just the follow through up on that it's just so hard it's heartbreaking. It's at legitimately heartbreaking. You you watch this person just kind of kicking themselves and and constantly butting their head against a wall in a way. And I and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to help. And you can't. Yeah. That's the main thing. You you we, we both know it. You can't help somebody. We 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 can be there for each other, but yeah. we cannot help other people. Yeah. We can be there like a friend and a real friend is there to listen yeah. and be for guidance but also a friend is sometimes to say like 
No. No. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Like, I can't. Like, I say it plenty of times. And I used to not even have that in my vocabulary right. to say, I will not have this discussion with you again. Right. And that rubs a lot of people the wrong way sometimes. Yeah. You know, and then sometimes they come back like a week later or two days later or an hour later or sometimes three years later. And yeah. they're like. Or sometimes not. Or sometimes not. And that's not up to me. And I don't, it's not. It's just. I. You can't go on listening to the same spiel or stuck for an endless amount of time because then the, the saying to somebody, no, like, I've already told you my opinion on this. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we can talk about whatever, but talking about this is off the table. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, you know, if we look at it from a scientific point of view, by repeating something all the time, you're actually formulating um, a pattern neurological pathways that are reinforced all the time by the idea that you have so that's why i think sometimes when we have i mean i'm always ca- trying to catch myself in my own brain if i have a repetitive pattern that's going on because i know that that's not my voice anymore it's just a pattern now mm-hmm. it's no longer something that i'm consciously thinking of it's just doing it on autopilot right and i think if you reinforce an idea too many times and you speak about it way too many times for example let's just go simple as fuck I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I can't afford it. Mm-hmm. It obviously manifests itself in your life because Are your you? brain a thousand percent believes that to be the case, mm-hmm. that to be truth. And the same thing with everything else. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm dumb. That will be there because the brain is always listening to you. And I also just got a coach and she is teaching me to pray, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Just speaking out loud because your brain is constantly listening to you. I don't know if she said mind or brain because they're slightly different mm-hmm. i think the mind is mind is constantly listening to you trying to hear what you're saying and trying to find the truth and stuff like your consciousness yeah so if you say it out loud it because even in this conversation i think it's it's taken a little bit of extra effort to formulate the words right in order to get a point across and same thing when you're speaking out loud praying for example you have to formulate your words in a in a in a in the right way Mm-hmm. And it makes you think a little bit extra about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's more powerful that way. So, yeah, I, I see how c- cutting cutting off a discussion can be very healthy. Like, yes, try to work it out by all means. But if it's not going anywhere, <laughs> then just reinforcing a conversation is not the wisest thing to do. No, no, for sure. And I think like, and, and it's also just made in the sense of like, if I'm, I'm like, I'm contesting it. Like if somebody's saying something to you and they're sharing something and like, let's say somebody's always saying they want to change something mm-hmm. like are like, and some people say to like, there's a word that I don't really like, which I like the word itself. I just like how it's used Okay. when somebody says, I need to, ah, I need, I need to, to shit. No, no. They say like, I, I need, I, I need to get a, get a, get an apartment Yeah. or okay. I, I need to, I need to get a job instead of I'd love to. Yeah, or I want to. Yeah, that's and so true. Because the relationship between want and need is mixed up. Because a lot of people use need, and it can be wording, but it's a manifestation mm. thing. So if you say need, you're saying like it, it's out of context when it's so far away from you. Because the closest thing to your body would be a need. Mm. Like I need a home mm-hmm. because it's a base. Like we're talking about before, like I need a base. Mm-hmm. I need a home. I want a house. 
Like I need a home for just my being, for just putting my underwear somewhere. And it's a basic uh-huh. need and it's on inside me. And I feel this need to put myself out there through a podcast. I feel this need to right. take care of my friends. Right. But they're not what I say. What I say is I, I want you to come over. Right. I want to go get a house. And then I go fucking do that. Right. But if I say, I need to go get, I need to go get. And then I'm almost like trying to put my basic need of mm-hmm. like how I take care of myself somewhere out there. Ah. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's oh such a simple God. wording. Right. But to me, it's like fundamental of how I do not speak out loud. Wow. I mean, yeah, you should be so very careful about the words you use. And also that I think sometimes if it's not used in the right um, context for example in a relationship if someone's like i need you i hate when people like i don't want anyone to need me i want them to want me yeah that's a very big difference so Uh even sometimes the word need is almost like a desperation and that's not the right vibe that's not the right energy but want is like oh would love to that's like i am here out ready to find my perfect house right that feels mm. I love that. Yeah, being very careful about the words you use. I think it's just such a interesting way to look at life. If you really look at, and you have to be really conscious in mm-hmm. a sense. And I think that's like what we're talking about when starting the conversation. Like when you come from the authenticity, like you start from a different. You're building authenticity, just the way you build like your intuition. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, are like oh, I didn't listen to my intuition. I was like, great, mm-hmm. because that builds intuition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, if I only followed my intuition, then I'd be like freaking Gandhi or, you know, like I'd be walking on water right now or whatever. I'd be like, I only follow my intuition. And I'm perfect. Yeah. You know, like I, I'd be a like all knowing purist walking around life. You Boring. Know? Which doesn't happen because no one has that. No. I was, I'm saying like, I, I, you know, it might be that one guy, you know, no, modern, modern Jesus. But I'm saying <laughs> then the point being is like we sometimes take it out of context. You know, so many things like. Like just especially the intuition, because that's such a when when do you listen to yourself? When mm. do you when do you, when is your opinion enough? When is it what what you think enough? And then then if we make certain amount of mistakes, it's like our intuition is lost, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the mistakes are my best teachers that create this intuition. But how do I make that link between? Can literally be small things, and I'm not saying it's just that thing, but it can be multi layered you know a thousand different things and one of those is saying i want a house Mm. because i need to feel home Mm -hmm. then that wanting a house is something i can literally go out and get yeah but that needs not gonna change and then i'm i'm so owning like where i'm coming from instead of like i'm most saying like "I, i need to get a house it kind of always sends this message to me when i hear somebody say it like they don't know what they want. Uh, but when they don't know what they want, it usually comes from that they they really don't know who they are enough. Mm-hmm. They're Which, still on, yeah. on that authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think even if you don't know exactly who you are, you can still have... I mean, I would love... I would, I, would, I would love for schools to teach the importance of the word. Like mm. how important it is for you to speak the actual right words. Because I was even watching this uh, YouTuber today, Rabbit Hole, went, ended up on her channel. She's 19, I think. And it's the cool thing to do when you're a teen to just self-sabotage yourself in every way. 
and talk so badly about yourself. Like, oh, I'm so dumb. I'm so ugly. Oh, this ugly, ugly, dumb, pathetic loser. And I, I was just staring at her being like, how could she... How could she use those words about such a beautiful creation that she is? <laughs> and I, 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 I don't know when or why I learned this. I think it was from my oh, ten years of being immersed in the uh, personal development world, when they were saying the importance of the words you speak and how powerful they are with manif- manifesting your reality. And from that day, I try to not speak out loud any, like, I will not really speak negatively about myself. I'll, I'll crack every now and again and be like, fuck, why did I do that? That's so dumb. I don't, it just doesn't sit right to call myself dumb. Mm. Even if, if, like, right now I'm struggling with work and, and I don't feel like my brain is at, at the level I'd like it to be. Because I would like to learn more and I'd like to read more and I'd like to have a really solid knowledge base behind me in a lot of areas. But I and I'm aware that I'm I'm not as smart as I'd like to be, but I would not call myself dumb because that is just that that's going to manifest in a reality in a reality. And I can't speak of the wonder that I am not in an egotistical way, but holy shit, I'm a I'm a living creature. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can't call yourself bad names because you're alive. Like, you're a fucking miracle. Mm. And to shit on that is such a heartbreaking thing. Mm. So, yeah, if people, if we had a way to teach the importance of using the right words, I mean, uh, words hold vibrations throughout centuries. Like, old words, Jesus, immediately you hear the word Jesus and you know what's going on. I'm just looking at Jesus. That's why I said it. You know, like, uh, sage, you hear the word sage and it holds a that word holds a vibration of of some sort and imagine if people used beautiful words in their everyday life or the like not the right or wrong words but the ones that are just of a higher vibration how different the world would be such Mm. a simple small tiny act of just choosing the right word yeah, and I think like uh, this, ooh, and, and I think like constantly about it. Like now that I have a son, and you know, I'm kind of like, what? H- how powerful words mm-hmm. are? You know, like you can go, you literally go into other people's psyches, mm-hmm. and they go into your psyche. Yeah, and then you have this mixture of like how words have been used around you mm-hmm. as your psyche structure of words, and then you literally inside your mind are using words to describe things mm-hmm. inside your consciousness when they really are just something that the world has agreed upon that like an apple is an apple and we're going to call an apple an apple mm-hmm. i mean no, we just agree but or like this emotion is called that mm-hmm. but when i say like when i say um you know devastated mm-hmm. you know what that means to me and to you on an emotional level is two different things mm-hmm though we're agreeing that you're describing devastation Mm -hmm. you know and what that and i'm like okay i understand what the word means that we'd agreed upon it but i also know that we're agreeing that this word describes this emotion and that in turn makes me understand that i have an emotion that only expressed by me and i never can actually feel another person's emotion literally from their core i can vibe off it and, and feed with it, mm-hmm. but I can never actually be that expression. Do you know what I mean? And then it becomes in turn so powerful to look at another person's, you know, yeah. emotion. And in turn, that gives me in the same, same you know, you know uh, 
same thought process, the appreciation for just a word, not that word, mm. you know, but a word. But if so much can go into just that one word that describes an emotion, mm. then how much does one word said negatively impact my life? Wow. It's so true. And <laughs> this, and also knowing and the older I get, the more I realize like, you you at some stage in your life you will be faced with the idea of mortality (laughs) you'll realize we're all dying (laughs) every single day we get closer to dying and it's this it's very strange because when you're younger you just think you have the whole world you're like i'm never gonna die you don't even think about it unless you've been exposed to death at a very young age like my little sister was um super young and she just learned the idea of death way too too fast maybe not too fast um it was what it was but Knowing that you have a certain limited time on earth and knowing that like the English vocabulary, for example, it's so limited. It doesn't have like, is it in different languages? I don't know what language it is, but there's a, one of the languages I read this, that was to describe snow. There was like 20 different ways of doing it. I think even Icelandic people, you, you guys do it as well. We have a third, 30 or 40, if not more ways to describe wind. Yeah. So like the description and even feelings, there's so much more than, I mean, anger is, yeah, there's anger, but what is it really? Like what, what type of anger? What kind of anger? Right. Or love? What kind of love? Because we're just taught, oh, I love you. It's like, I have so much love for so many people, but it's obviously different different mm. types of love yeah and but it's so it's so frustrating because we are human and we use the the freaking human language and it's so limited in terms of what we speak because there is and most people in the world operate on the most basic vocabulary we don't have the we don't take the time anymore to study words thoroughly and go really really deep with words and learn how to express ourselves like most people i think that they're sitting at a level of english of 16 year olds like that's what we're communicating with mostly mm-hmm. worldwide doesn't help that you know marketing uh, language when i was taught to be a marketer we were always like try to reach try to only use a level around a 10 year old uh, sorry a 16 year old because that means that all the language that we are seeing all around us trying to sell us stuff is always at a very very basic level so we're always exposed to this simplistic notion so the older i get the more i realize how sad it is that in my lifetime i'll only have a certain amount of time to do all these things and language is a certain is part of that as well because i'll only have in my lifetime an opportunity to use a certain amount of words or have a certain amount of thoughts before they expire before i'm gone mm-hmm. and like how how fun of an adventure if i can substitute them to be beautiful words or experiment with the words and figure out a different way to to think of an idea through, from a different lens instead of the same old shit, which mm. is just obviously going to just create a pattern and it's not as creative or inspiring. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful. I love this. This is so fun. This is so freaking fun. This is so fun. <gasps> no, but I, I'm so fascinated with like, how do you articulate mm-hmm. an idea? Well, like mm-hmm. I, like, Okay, let's say for example, and just like own friendship, you know, and own, you know, like communication with people and like coming from a from a background. of, And I do this with like not just friends, but I do this also with, you know, 
random people like that like i'll meet like and that's why i usually make a connection real fast mm-hmm. and like some i'm like how, it's like how are you doing like it's like how are you doing and it's yeah. a really common question that you ask and and it's been cut to, kind of turned into like you're like and even when you're in the states like how you doing and yeah. like and you don't really reply mm-hmm. it's like hey welcome guys how you doing yeah and, and you're just like good you know like you don't ask the person back even like at a diner yeah you know or whatever it's Ast- like yeah it's Australia like, the same it's like hi how you doing hi yeah. and uh, hi how are you yeah and, and and it's like done it's it's just like a greeting it's not actually the question which is something that you don't do right right what i'm saying what 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 i'm referring to is like when somebody says to me like or i say to them like how you doing and they say there's triggers mm. which i use like i pick up on if somebody says i'm fine <laughs> disaster I, i'm always like what does that mean <laughs> and you know like i won't ask everybody you uh-huh. know like sometimes you're like i don't really care that much what fine means to you but you know but most people i'm like what does that mean mm-hmm. you know like and you know 99 of the time i'll be like what does that what is what does what does that mean mm-hmm. and that gets people to talk a little bit more about like because fine doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean shit. I'm fine. <laughs> and good doesn't either. But if it's good, you're like, all right, like what's happening? Uh-huh. You know, then you can move on into. But if somebody says fine, it's like, it's kind of like a neutral, you know. I feel like it's a, it's it's slanting onto not so good. Please help me <laughs> territory. Yeah. But you can be and then tone can give it away too. But I'm saying like when you really ask somebody and also you can ask somebody like, let's say, like I'm talking about it's like a friendship ship dynamic when like, it's like how are you doing? And they're like I'm fine. Like what? What does that mean? Like mm. I'm just interested in how you interpret that word. Ah, yeah, true, true, true. Because what fine means to you might not be the same what fine means true. to me. Because like you interpret it as like oh wow, borderline not okay. Yeah. And somebody else says fine is maybe like uh oh well I don't really want to talk about it right now. I'm really busy. Uh huh. Yeah, true. And then you can have those so many different fines, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have like. You know, where it's like, I'm fine and you see that there's obviously something on. But then going deeper into it and be yeah. like, what does it mean? Like, what's going on and everything? Right. Yeah, interesting. And that's but what that's, I'm saying, like, agreeing on the on the words. On the word itself, yeah, having a discussion around that. But I also just backtracking, like, I really actually appreciate so much when I, I'm like, how are you doing? And, like, I genuinely ask. And then you just think about it and how few people actually <laughs> just sit there and be like, hmm how am I doing? And like before you're like, I'm fine now. And I was like, oh, okay. So like there's an actual response. There's an actual question. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I also value my alone time a lot mm-hmm. more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So when I do open up for communication, yeah. I really like giving people a space uh, into my being. Mm. Cuz that's really what we're doing with saying how are you doing. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you want to invite me in? Yeah. I'm checking in. Yeah. You know, and then you kind of you can deny the emotion and or like the invite and yeah. be like, I'm fine. <laughs> and you can sense it right away like, all right, he doesn't want to go into it. That's yeah. all good. Yeah. You know, but then I like stopping. Mm-hmm. Being like cuz sometimes I forget to ask myself. Yeah. And right. even though I might have asked myself an hour ago, maybe I had a phone call and then mm. you come by and then you're like, "Hey, how you doing?" And I'm like, I can sense I'm like all over the place. So I'm like, okay, well, I am like pretty good right now. Like, but I was like, like, like you, you asked me that question. I'm going to go into some what's going on uh-huh. or you can say you, you, but you know me too. So if you mm-hmm. ask me something and I'm not ready to share, yeah, I'll ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a master at that. <laughs> I can go like, <laughs> I got, 
you think that I don't know these things. I know. I know <laughs> certain things that I should or shouldn't ask or whatever. Like, I'm sensing these things. It's been five years, my friend. No, I know you know. <laughs> I know you know. And I, I love that you know. You know, you know, you know, you know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, this is so much fun. I love I this. I know. I had something really, like, nice to say as well. This is just, it's, I just, I just love, th- I just love this. Mm. I love this. I hope people enjoy this. I hope they enjoy, like, the sharesies. Yeah, for sure. Feel- and I, if they do, then, I mean, we can do this on the regular if we want. You know, when you still oh, live in here, you still got your base. If it's not in, like, Kuala Lumpur or something next to <laughs> Do they see that in English too? We all say in like I always say only say Kuala Lumpur in Icelandic, so I say it like with my Icelandic. How do you say it? Kuala Lumpur. Yes, exactly the same. How do you say it? you say it? Kuala Lumpur? But I have <laughs> Lumpur. Yeah, but Australians don't say er at the end, so like car is car. Car <laughs> instead of car, we car. say car. So Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Kuala Lumpur. Like if <laughs> say it again, Kuala Lumpur. Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, see? That's, that, that, that's R the, R the only difference. That's my Icelandic R. My I know, freaking I know. R is getting... Oh, my... I am, doing, I am a Viking. I'm sorry. Yes, you are a Viking. And I love it and keep it because I almost lost my Australian. I was watching some videos of myself uh, from like a year or two ago. And I was starting to sound American. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. Like, I'm keeping my Australian accent. It is messy. It's already not very strong for an Australian accent. Mm-hmm. But I was like saying car and start. And I was like... Car and start. I love you saying that. Say it again. Car. Car. Start. Oh, Michelle. Michelle. (laughs) No, I like my, I just, I want to keep my roots. I've got my Polish ways. I eat my pickles. And I've got my Australian ways. I cut off the R's at the end of the sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's like, that's so hard. That's like a dead giveaway. If like somebody's Icelandic. Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. You're getting good. Oh, thank you. I'm getting my R's. You're getting your R's in line. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much, Sorel, for giving yourself the time to chat with your friend here. Dude, I loved it. I loved it. Thank you so much. This is fucking awesome. Okay. Can I, get, can I say something? Oh, please do. Okay. I don't know if you say this in your intros and outros. Well, just do it. Okay, so if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you give it a rating of five stars on wherever you're listening to it. <laughs> also, uh, if you really enjoyed it, take a screenshot of the um, podcast and then share it on your social media so you can get the word out in case you think anyone else would enjoy it. That would be much appreciated for the time that David has put into his brand new podcast, which is awesome. And congratulations. Oh, thank you. That was professional it's like you're a professional like social media like person <laughs> i'm done it once or twice <laughs> well thank you i've never thought about doing that get the word out <laughs> Later. bye